This podcast contains very strong language. It may not be suitable for all listeners. Okay, what would you rather? What would you rather? Hello, you're listening to What Would You Rather, but you know that because you've pressed the What Would You Rather glyph in your podcast app. This is a new episode. Are you well, Julia? Yes, thank you, Will. That was pretty good, wasn't it? Pretty juiced. Like, you got there eventually. It took a bit of uh, practice, but you made it. Depending on how much editing Julia's done, I have said hello about <laughs> 50 times in the last three minutes. I just, I just lose all confidence in myself. Uh, new episode. How do you feel about it? Very excited. As per. <laughs> Very excited for this thing that I am emotionally, physically, financially invested in, would you believe? Um, who's our guest this week? It is the Bristolian legend, Mark Olver. For the magic of people who don't know, we actually record the intros separate to recording the podcasts. So we have time to edit it, listen to the, to the drafts, you know, that's just the magic behind the screen. But in this podcast, Mark really had a go people that do intros yeah. to podcasts. So yeah. I feel very meta right now. Yeah. Will. Julia. On which television show would you rather be the butler? Downton Abbey mm-hmm. or The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Okay. So I have never seen Downton Abbey. Not even a oh, second. Mate. Is it good? I've just started it. And I'm hooked. I'm in. Deep. Okay. Deep. D- three episodes deep. Uh, what kind of life does the butler have on Downton Abbey? Okay. He's like the top of all the downstairs people. He's number one. In that regard, you're top dog. Top dog. Of of the lower tiers. Obviously, in terms of the programme as a whole, you're still very much living in a room with no windows. So. Hang on. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's his name? The Carson. It is Carson, yeah. Okay, right, I've seen people lampooning the character of Mr. Carson. Okay. Because Abbey's a phenomenon. Right, yeah. now here's the thing. I don't like the class structure. I'd hate to be part of it as someone who's... Is he quite smart, I take it? He's quite well-to-do. But yeah. he's he's the, he's the top of wherever he will go. Yeah, but he's, 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 a, he's a craftsman. Uh, you know, sure. I mean, he takes it really personally... When shit goes wrong, or you like the wrong spoon comes out, he loses his fucking mind. I don't want to live that life. Uh, When is Downton Abbey set? Is it like the eighteen hundreds? No, it is like ninety early nineteen hundreds. Like I've war has just broken out. World War One. One, yeah. So that'll put put it at nineteen fourteen. I'd imagine. Uh, Right, so it's all proper. No, I don't want to be that because Jeffrey. In the Fresh yeah. Prince, he yeah. lives in Bel Air, famously. That's where they all live. Yeah. He, so the world's very different. The world is more similar thing that I like. He gives proper lip to everyone, from Uncle Phil down to Will, down to Art Viv to Carlton. That baby yeah. in later seasons when the ratings dropped. Yeah, he is sassy as fuck, and he's got the English like classy. He's classier yeah. than all of them. He's a top shagger as well, isn't he? Is he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's like quite a few bits where. He's an absolute top shagger. I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. I'd like to be Jeffrey from The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air rather than Mr. Carson, because I just okay. think... I mean, I've not seen Downton Abbey, but if he gets pissed off about a spoon and, yeah. and, and Jeffrey's calling Will Smith a cunt, like, yeah. thinly veiled, I'll, I'll have that one. I mean, he's got a good relationship with uh, Mr. Grantham, does Carson... But Who's Mr. Grantham? Sorry, Lord, Lord Grantham. He's the... He's the Hugh Bonneville. Yes, yes. Okay, lovely, okay, okay, okay. lovely Hugh Bonneville. So they, they've got a great relationship, for sure, but he's not dropping a C-bomb on any of them. So you chose correctly. Do or would Carson and Hugh Bonneville go for a pint? No, absolutely not. No, see, no, I, no. I, I can see Uncle Phil and Jeffrey having a whiskey in the pool house being like, man, my eldest yeah. daughter is thick. Yeah. Also, I feel like Jeffrey is the one holding up the standards in that house. I think mm. if he didn't have such high standards, he could really let things slip and they wouldn't even notice. There, there could definitely be a scene in The Fresh Prince where Will's complaining to Jeffrey that there's only a little spoon for his cereal. 
And so Geoffrey pours the whole thing into a ladle and goes, There we go, Master William. The whole thing yeah. fits perfectly. Ha 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 Carson would get fucking hanged. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Uh, Geoffrey, please, Julia. You can have it. You chose correctly there, William. Well Thank done. you. Mark did pretty good choices, didn't he? If I remember well. He's, 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 he's a very decisive man. He's a very decisive man. Julia, what would you rather? Listen to the episode now or not? Now, please. Then let's go. Enjoy. What? What would you rather? Welcome to What Would You Rather, the podcast where we play our favourite game with our favourite comedians. This week we have the phenomenal Mark Olver. Hello, Mark. Hi there. Who are your favourite comedians? Who uh, who have the last three been? Rosie Jones. Favourite comedian? Flo and Joe. Favourite comedian? Do they count as one or two? Well, they're an act, aren't they? I feel like you can't have Flo without Joe. Okay, fair enough. I imagine Avalon have thought about trying to take... Uh, 50% from each of them uh, to make it up to 30% commission to see them as separate units. But I imagine uh, they see themselves as one unit. I once did a gig that was put on by Avalon and they tried to take 15% from each member of the gig, despite the fact that only one of the members of the gig was with Avalon. (laughs) (laughs) And they'd argued that without Avalon, there wouldn't have been a gig. So there we go. And at the time I had an agent, so I paid 50% to him. Anyway, <laughs> carry on. That's before Flo and Joe. Who was before that? Helen? Heidi Regan. Heidi. Heidi Regan. Oh, favourite comedian. And Helen Bauer, not favourite comedian. What a... <laughs> hate her. She's so annoying. Hate everything about her. Hate her. In the, in the post-Me Too world, Mark Olver, you are, in fact, the first male guest on this podcast. You are. Am I really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Well done, you. Well, well done, me. Well done, you. Oh, this is exciting. You made the cut. <laughs> but li- I mean, I literally did, actually. I'm circumcised. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, I didn't make the cut. I wasn't a baby and circumcised myself. Someone else circumcised me. But, you know, circumcised. I mean, the word cut was there. I thought I'd go for it. Have you kept in touch with the... Uh... My foreskin. <laughs> I don't know where it is. <laughs> I don't know where it is. We lost contact well, you, quite yeah, you a while Cut ago. it off. <laughs> Weirdly, I've always wondered that because I don't think they chop the foreskin off. I think they just sort of make a cut and peel it back. I've always, whenever you see this, like, like, bait, and they go, "Oh, we kept the foreskin." I'm like, I don't know if there's no, like they do cut it off. Don't they take a portion? They cut it off because there's a joke in um, in Mrs. Doubtfire that you should never buy calamari from a synagogue or some such, which implies to uh... me a distinct ring of skin. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think they need to because, like, are, are they when they're doing the circumcision? Are they? Well, here's the thing, Mike. Julia's not got a dick. I have got a foreskin. You're the only one that's got both the needed appendage that has been. You got to tell us. Yeah, it's. <laughs> you're the expert in there. Yeah, no, that's a that is a good point. Um, I don't know. I genuinely, I genuinely don't know. I've never seen it. Um, I think I've got a foreskin because like, I think the foreskin covers the whole peen. And bear in mind, I'm doing this because I am the first male guest on this podcast. <laughs> um, therefore, we're going foreskin heavy. Maybe yours grew back. No, well, no but if you think about it, because I've always got confused about this, because the foreskin covers the whole of the peen. This is a vibe of, of a massive dick here. I'm very yeah. impressed. <laughs> He's using two hands and all three joints in the arm. And the whole screen is taken up by it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in speak of you. The whole the, the foreskin covers the whole penis. And so when people say, oh, you've had your foreskin taken off, I've always thought, well, no, because the whole penis is covered. I've got a foreskin. But I thought the four was the... It's at, it's at the four of the penis. No, I thought the foreskin covered the whole penis. That's the shaft skin. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, that famous, <laughs> yeah. that well-known... Oh Jesus! I Christ. think. Do you know what we? This, this. I am sorry. Can I just apologise for being the person to make your podcast sound like an Adam Rowe, Dan Nightingale podcast? <laughs> I apologise. I mean, I tell you, what, we've got the first male guest on. That was question one. Question two: Which birds would you smash? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, right, I'm back. I'm I'm back. Have you played Would You Rather before? No, like no. Like a car share? You've never No, had... I, no. I, maybe? You definitely have, in some form or another. Would you rather, option A, option B, either both good or both bad, one good, one bad, and you've got to say which one you would rather. And these aren't sex things? Some of them are, some of them aren't. Yeah. Okay, oh, I'm happy with that. Are you worried about it being a sex thing, considering we literally opened this podcast with you talking at length about your foreskin? Um, Julia, why do you have to make just the male foreskin just about sex? It's so literally disgusting. Anatomy, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry. Why right? do you have to take it down? <laughs> Penises have other functions. This is, Come on, Julia. This is Chill the problem me. with Ladette culture. You know what I mean? It really yeah. is the problem with Ladette culture, Will. The modern woman just sees the male form as a sexual thing for their own gratification. I frankly think it's all gone too far. What? You don't use the video for this. This is just audio, right? Just We're just audio. on Zoom so yeah. you can see me because I'm going to close my eyes when you ask so I Fine. so nothing else is here and so I'm literally going to just go immediate instinctive reaction. Perfect. Great. Like an absolute professional. Okay. Are we ready? My eyes are closed. Great. I'm ready. Um I'm Okay, here we go. I'm ready. Okay. Let me know. Yeah, we're, go- Come we're on. going. We're going. All right. I'm would ready. You ra- would you rather read minds or predict the future? Read minds. Have an alarm that goes off when you're aroused or get a paper cut every time someone says your name? Paper cut. Be invisible or able to fly? Fly. Be itchy for the rest of your life or sticky for the rest of your life? Sticky. Sneeze and fart out of your ass or sneeze and fart out of your nose? Sneeze and fart out of your ass. 34 toes or 34 fingers? 34 fingers. Get out of jail free card or a key that opens every door? Key. Cry marbles or sweat cheese? Oh, God, I quickly, didn't go with quickly, my quickly. instinct then. Cry marbles! Phone sex with Andrew Marr or phone sex with Mike Pence? Uh, Andrew Marr. He's got previous. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck a goat or everyone thinks you fucked a goat. I mean, fuck a goat. <laughs> and that concludes the quick fire round. Gotta say, Mark, for a man that has gone off subject to every possible point, that was <laughs> textbook. It was. Thank you very <laughs> much. This is your format. I'm going with the format. Couple yeah. of minutes of nonsense chat. Uh, straight into, and then I imagine your format also includes you two at the start going, so, Julia, this is the intro. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> well, this we're not going to be that on the nose. <laughs> this game we've got today has got Mark Olver. <laughs> Listen out for the first couple of minutes of chat. <laughs> it's not all like that. Anyway, on with the show, like that. Julia, but we don't need to do it paste now Mark's because, audio, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, it's done for us. I've never understood why podcasts do that. Like TV programs don't do that. Like I do I like I said, I do a lot of TV warm-up. I've never done an episode of Would I Lie to You where when it goes out on the telly, Rob Bryden has come out and go, So this episode of Would I Lie to You They just go straight <laughs> into the show. My favourite is when they say, Really good episode today. Good! Yeah, you <laughs> hope so. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. This episode of The Archers is a bit shit. That's because a lot of them had a hangover when they were recording. <laughs> yeah, look, we're sorry. we did this one. It didn't work. So we're just going to play you an episode of Out to Lunch. <laughs> what a reference for the kids. <laughs> Will, do you want to tell Mark how he did? Okay, so we said read minds or pick the future. You said read minds. We disagree with you. We think reading minds would be a barrage of all thoughts, both positive and negative, and in the end, it would be really damaging for you. Because in the future, a lot more fun. Alarm goes off when aroused or a paper cut when your name is said. You said paper cut. We also disagreed with you. Just think how often your name is said in conjunction to how often you are aroused. Yes, it's embarrassing, but what, three times a day? I've said your name maybe ten times in the last 20 minutes. It's a nightmare. Invisible or fly, you said fly. We agreed. It's your sticky. You said sticky. We disagreed. Being sticky is awful. Itching, lovely, lovely. Have a little scratch. Fart out the ass. fart out the nose. You said the ass. We agreed. Correct. 34 fingers, 34 toes. You said fingers. We agreed. Get a jail free card. Key opens every door. You said key that opens every door. 
We disagreed. That is the pervert's answer. The only reason that you would want that key is to get places you aren't allowed to see ladies' bums, etc. Cry marbles or sweat cheese? You said cry marbles. We agreed. Sweating cheese would be a fucking nightmare. Phone sex with Ma? Phone sex with Pence? You said Ma. We agreed. He's fiery. Fuck a goat versus everyone thinks you fucked a goat. You said fuck a goat. We agreed. No one will ever know. And we all like our secrets. Do you want to argue any of those? Yeah, so um, the alarm goes off every time you're aroused. Sure. Or what was the other one? What was the alternative? Or you get a paper cut every time someone says your name. Yeah, so I said I get a paper cut every time I said my name. So, uh, no, not you. Want... Anyone. Anyone says your name. Yeah, okay. So what I'd like you two to do now, so I'm going to be part of this podcast, um, and I want Julia or Will to or two of you together to have a conversation uh about me or start the next round or something like that crack on whenever you want are you going to keep wah, a track apart from this why is that around yeah. what's arousing you right now wah, i mean if, it, if it's this if it's wah, this often you're ill wah, yeah wah, <laughs> yeah why wow. so often? Is this a result of being always, circumcised? Mate, just constantly. Like, constantly. Yeah, it's, the, it's, the, it's the skin rubbing against his pants. Ah, yeah. ah, <laughs> just... But I'd say that's as regular wow. as the paper cut wow. would actually be. Yeah. People talk about wow. you, Matt. Wow. There's something about you, Will. There's something about you. Every time you talk. Well, the point wow. you were going to get, if you could argue it well, you've not Doing got that Doing any one. <laughs> gigs together would be impossible. Because Mark would just be side of stage wah-wahing the whole time you're on. Notice that, Julia? Nothing. Nothing, <laughs> Julia. <laughs> right, well, wow. terrible argument. Wow. <laughs> what do you think, Will? Does he get wow. the point? Absolutely not. He's <laughs> like... <laughs> His argument was to shout the word wah loudly several times. I mean, he had a point. It was quite annoying. It was annoying, but nobody's that aroused that often. Though if you did it and it was like, I tell you what, Mark, that would annoy me. Mark, what's your, that would annoy me. The paper, you've you've proved. But also, this is quite interesting, though, uh, because you're saying, Mark, that would annoy me. No one calls me Mark. Everyone calls me Oliver. It's still your name. It's still your name. That's not my name. Up and down the country, people are saying constantly, we should email Mark Olver. He'll give Ow. us some nice gigs in Bristol. Ow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm not, and actually, I'm not as aroused, or that I'm 45. I mean, it's difficult now. I mean, in my <laughs> 20s, uh, different kettle of fish, but, uh, uh, and if there was a kettle of fish, I'd probably try and fuck it. But if there, uh, but nowadays, uh, the alarm wouldn't go off as often. Uh, but I was just trying to win some points. Um, but it didn't work. Well, it was it was awful and didn't work. But thanks, horrible, though. Horrible, isn't it? Horrible really noise. Not nice. Yeah, horrible noise. Yeah, that's going to be hard to edit, isn't it? No, no, no. <laughs> just keep it in. <laughs> we promise if, if you made it this far and you're still listening, there will be no more alarm noises. We can't promise that. <laughs> <laughs> They really can't promise that. If you'd have asked me to guess what this conversation would start with, it wouldn't be Mark Olver's circumcised penis <laughs> for four minutes. But boom, straight in. We got there. We got there. How many points did I get then? Uh, two, four, six, eight. Who do we I'll appreciate? Mark Olver. Ten, twelve, fourteen, and I'll give you one because whilst it was a terrible argument done badly, you did commit, and I'm the fair man. Fifteen. Out of 20. That's all right. So, can I just... Are you going to give me one? I have already given you one. We heard the wah, alarm. Wah! Wah! <laughs> That's the promise broken. More alarms. Let's move on to long-form questions. Oh. Would you rather call your family after every sexual encounter and recount move by move or receive that call from a parent? Receive that call from a parent. Wow. That was quick. Wow. Yeah, question two. You want to hear move by move? Uh, we're talking move by move. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'd much rather hear that than than talk about it. I don't want to tell them my life. I don't want to tell them what I get up to when people aren't watching. Yeah, absolutely. And every sexual encounter, that is solo sexual encounters as well. That is that is everything. Yeah. Like, I'm not... I don't want to every time, uh, you know, I do anything. Yeah, even this, even having this conversation makes me feel incredibly awkward. Uh, oh yeah, well, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna tell you I did that because you know, no, no, I'd do you rather. Think you could maintain the same relationship though, hearing the other side. That the relationship would be easier maintained if I was hearing their stories than them hearing my stories. That is fascinating because I'll be honest with you. What you've said is what we've put down as the wrong answer. Because we've said, look, your parents' sex life is off limits to the normal person. You're younger, it's expected unless you're doing weird shit. But you are so vociferously against it. But maybe that means that Mark is doing some really weird shit. Yeah, Mark. What are you wanking over, mate? (laughs) This face is suggesting he's doing weird shit right now. Yeah, no, I I don't want people to know. I don't want people to know. I don't want anyone to know. I don't want my... My friends to know. I, I am not one of those people who uh, discusses uh, what I get up to. I, you know, that's between me and the person or people that I'm doing that with. Uh, or, I don't want anyone... Or hand. Or hand. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm not into that. No, I, I don't mind hearing it. I don't mind, you know, if I'm going for a car journey, crack on, tell me all your stories. And then you go, I've shared loads of stories over it. You tell me. And I'll be like, no, not, not a hope. Not a hope. This question could be uh, remove uh, swap parents with anyone, and the answer would be exactly the same. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not right. telling. Move, but I think it was move by move. I think that's <laughs> that's the bit that really, really. If I had to phone them and go, I've had sex. Well, I've had a wank. Uh, then bye. But it's move by move yeah. that I'm uncomfortable with. Do you know? I actually, I so I, I think you you have to get the point because you have yeah. been very true to yourself. But okay. I, I also don't like discuss. I've never been one of those like, hey lads, guess what happened last night. But do you find that sometimes it's the people you really don't expect to tell you those stories that do? So there's someone who I will not lame. Mark and I definitely know them. Julia, I think you know them. And they told me a story that was one of the most explicit things I'd ever heard and was just so left field. And I'm not going to say anything else because, well, do you know what? Beep. Will's worried we're going to get sued if we play this. Sorry. Beep. So you just told me a story um, and you've gone, no one needs to hear these tales. And yet both of you have said (laughs) that I was wrong. No. By being the person who didn't want to tell the tales. I don't want to hear the stories is more important. I don't want to hear the stories. Yeah, but do you want to tell the stories more? No, but if it, if it was... So I don't want to hear your stories and I don't want to tell my stories to you. But if the partnership has to be me and my parents... Yeah. If I rung my dad and I was like, so guess what's happened? Part of the deal. It wouldn't be nice. I wouldn't enjoy it. But I know that I'm not... Nothing awful is going to happen. But if my dad's like, so I got a boner watching telly. Your mum was well up for it. So I did this, this, this. I couldn't. Or, oh, I was out walking. I saw these girls, about 19. I know they're a bit too young for me, son. So I went in the toilets in the shopping centre and locked the door and cracked one out. I feel sick now. I'd rather put the shame on him. Those scenarios came a little too easily to your brain then. Well. They really did, didn't they? Yeah, so which quick. which park? Yeah. We've been, we've been locked down for nine months. I do a lot of thinking. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't want to... Yeah, I don't want people to know. It's, it's my brain. And also, you don't then, during the action, during the coitus, you're thinking to yourself, oh, God, I'm going to have to tell someone about yeah. this. That's going to change it all. That's such That's a good true. point. Yeah. Quantum sex, you change it by observing. Surely telling your parents is the best combination because if it's not like you're telling a friend who then is going to be like, oh my God, guess what Olver did last night. Whereas with your parents, at least you're both feeling the shame. And so everybody's obligated to just suppress yeah, it. Yeah, but I really, but I absolutely love my parents. I couldn't give less of a fuck about my friends. 
Like, I love my parents' mental health. Everyone else I know couldn't give less of a fuck about those people. Yeah, so you They're wouldn't want to hear... They're just whiny, whiny, whiny... Com- yeah, but I don't want my parents... That's so don't... sad. You've always been so lovely to me. And I will give whiny, a fuck about you. Whiny comedians. <laughs> yeah, but in the great scheme of things, they're my mum and dad. And everyone else is a... It's just another fucking person. <laughs> ma, 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 ma. Philomena and John. They're Philomena and John. Philomena and John do not need to hear any of this stuff. No. I love Philomena and John. You've chosen absolutely the moral answer there. So I think I think full points. Thank you very much. I, yeah, I, I, I've got down that that's wrong. But it, listen. It sounds so if right. If science can disprove religion, then religion must change. And that's the Dalai Lama, so you know it's fair. <laughs> Would you rather wear a T-shirt to every gig, and I'm including your warm-ups here, that says Trump was robbed, or wear translucent trousers with a fluorescent G-string to every gig? Uh, translucent trousers uh, with fluorescent G-string. Thank you very much. Easy peasy. Why easy peasy? Uh, no comedian. Uh, and yes, I am going to turn this into an episode of ComCom Pod. No comedian should have any dignity. No dignity whatsoever. Leave that at the door. When someone says to me, so I've done a couple of things where I've been like a bit naked on telly. Um, or I've done like a bit of nonsense in Cats Does Countdown or a bit of nonsense on uh, Deal or No Deal. And someone's given me a pair of like little shorts to dancing i'd be like this is all very well but i'm gonna hoik these up so my arse cheeks are out and i'm gonna tie the t-shirt because if you're gonna look stupid look don't don't look a bit stupid properly go for it like absolutely uh i'm a comic go for the funny so lose all dignity get rid of that and just be absolute nonsense and so i'd much rather that i hate comedians and a lot of people do it uh when they start doing open spots because they're wacky with a comedy t-shirt on uh i'm not a fan of that but i want you if you're gonna look like an idiot go all the way and look like an idiot. So translucent trousers with fluorescent G-string, bomb. I mean, it could be argued that you would equally look like an idiot wearing a Trump was robbed T-shirt. But yeah, you but you'd look like a... might take it seriously. Yeah, but you'd look like a bit of an idiot. And that's the oh, problem. Oh, I see. It's not enough. Yeah, I exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to push it. Ah, I see. You I think... 100% need to push it. We agreed with you. Yeah. That is the right answer for pretty much those reasons. Uh, also, whilst it could be a joke, fascism is fascism. Mm. To go back to Compcom <laughs> Cod for one second, at the end of the day, <laughs> fascism is fascism. Uh, yeah, I, don't, and I, I can't argue with if you're going to look stupid, look stupid, as the highlight of my career is dressed in a fucking Dalmatian suit. So, I mean, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Push it all the way. Because you often go on in the brown jacket for cats, don't you? When they bring on a stage uh, The last hand. leg more often, but yes. I am uh, I am someone that appears on these programmes. Uh, I wander on, put stuff on, wander off again. Do you go into the writing rooms, though? So, or, do you, or just turn up, do you turn up and they go, Mark, by the way, today you're going to be a member of the IOC. Put this on. I have uh, I have been in the writers' rooms and I have been in those situations because I've written on Cat on Cat's Land Last Leg and Cat's Last Countdown as well. But but when when I'm asked to do that. I will just turn up and they'll go, so you're doing this today. And I'm like, yep, absolutely. No shame. I did I did some writing on a CBBC show that actually, well, no, because it's not going to be released today. It's just, just been done. And they needed someone to drive to Wolverhampton to sing a song outside someone's house. And I said, oh, I'll do it. You know, I, I, I've written the joke. I may as well go and perform it. So during lockdown, drove to Wolverhampton, stood outside someone's house in the pissing rain, knocked on the door. They answered. I sang a song, shut the door, I drove home again, and um, it couldn't be used in the episode because the kid was wearing an Adidas t-shirt. Oh, no! <laughs> so it was just, just an eight-hour journey in the rain to, to denigrate myself that didn't even, isn't even going to be in the episode. You got paid, though, right? I got paid, though. That's, yeah, to be fair, absolutely. all I care about. Fuck yeah. the art. 100%. Someone described me... Uh, doing warm-up and just in general professionally, and I do think this sums me up, joyful involvement. 
I'm more than happy with that. Joyful involvement. Anyone says something, I'll be like, I'll do it, yeah. And so uh, I just, you know, just I'm amazed I get paid to do this shit, so keep doing it. So that Great. includes see-through trousers and a fluorescent G-string. More than happy with that. If you yep. could design your perfect kooky stage costume, like say, okay, you've you've had this curse put on you by this game and you have to every time come out in your new costume, your new uniform, what would that be? I think the first thing I thought of when you said it, and I'm going to go with the instincts again, because I do think it's incredible, is Steve Martin's white suit from Wild and Crazy Guy with the arrow through his head. I just think that is so stupid, subtle, but stupid at the same time. It's brilliant. Just don't even reference it. Uh, Matt Ewins is my, uh, my noble lodger, hence the reason that uh, my Zoom name is Ewins. And he went through a big phase of doing gigs with just stapling and sellotaping stuff to his face. Um, I think he did a, a, an act called One Dime at the Glee Club, Pencil Face, where just before he went on, he just sellotaped loads of pencils to his face and walked on and did his stand-up. Yeah, love that. But was that the Glee Club in Nottingham by any chance? No, in Cardiff, but the picture might have made it to the Glee Club in Nottingham. No, it, it's ju- it's just because, and we won't, we won't need to edit this, I don't think this guy will listen or indeed remember, there was a terrible comedy promoter in Nottingham who had seen this pencil face or heard about it and did an act called Harmonica Monica. Okay. <laughs> and he came on in full dinner dress with a harmonica and a monocle and he walked on and he went hello my name is harmonica monocle man because i have a harmonica Ooh. and a monocle Ooh. and then just didn't reference it again and just did 10 minutes of terrible one-liners now in the right hands very funny his were not no. the right hands his hands were full of harmonica. but also this is my point about if you're going to go for it go for it if that bloke had uh, sellotaped harmonicas to his face and shoved monocles on his balls and his balls are out with tiny little monocles, that is funny. <laughs> but one harmonica, one monocle, not enough, mate. Come on. I love it when you see comedians who have... Like, when I started, everyone was either Stuart Lee or Chris Ramsey. And then nowadays, like, everyone is James Acaster or whatever. When But when people just don't get it like when there was a frankie boyle period and it was just people saying the word rape at the end of a joke going that's not why he's funny guys i I love it when the point is missed absolutely because because ewins is not funny when he's got pencils sellotaped to his face he's funny because he will do a massive gig at the glee club and go do you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna sellotape pencils to my face yeah That's, that's funny one of his posters in edinburgh um no one knows this but uh, you can see his scrotum. Like, he used his scrotum as one of the main elements of the poster. Why so, did he uh, do this? Was it very well Because precise? he photoshopped it, exactly, and it doesn't oh. look like his scrotum, but it is his scrotum. Yeah. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Barry Dodds, comedian. Another good podcast, The Parapod. He sent a picture of his scrotum by mistake to his dad and told him it was like an ultrasound <laughs> or something. <laughs> what? Would you rather have troll doll hair around your nipples or have pipe cleaners for pubes? Pipe cleaners for... No, troll doll hair around my nipples. Yeah, troll doll hair. You mean trolls as in, uh, like, the film with the big pink hair? Yeah. Yeah, the little pink... Um, Does the hair go up from my nips or does does it cover the whole nips? I imagine it's like a ring around the nip. That is then coming into a quiff. It's like that, but your nipple is in the middle. Like an 80s Madonna bra. Yeah. But smaller. But hair. And plastic hair. Not plastic hair. Oh, just hair. Sorry, sorry, guys. Just hair. <laughs> sorry, guys. Whatever, whatever it is they make that hair up. Maybe they make it out of plastic. Plastic, yeah. Plastic. Oh, God, Julia thought that that was real well, yeah, hair. They're getting real hair. They're a quid each, Julia. Well. I'd... Which poor disenfranchised person is selling their hair for that cheap? I mean, no, that's a good point. Gig economy and everything. Um, yeah, no, I don't want. I just, do you know what? This one is a process of elimination, really. I don't want the troll doll hair. I just don't want pipe cleaners for pubes. I just think that would be yeah, really uncomfortable. You started off saying no. I've started pubes. running, and uh, 
I've started wearing because uh, it's cold. I've started wearing like leggings, and I just when you said pipe cleaners for pubes, I just imagined how uncomfortable it would be running in in a pair of yeah. lycra leggings with pipe cleaners for pubes. So, not for me. Thank you very much. Also, the end of a pipe cleaner, very pointy. I'd imagine if that comes into contact with some loose skin, that would be... Well, he's got no loose skin. He's had it cut off, so it's just straight onto glass. Oh, yes, absolutely. (laughs) Right, so, yeah, we agreed. Troll doll hair. Basically, for that exact reason, pipe cleaners are less comfortable. You spend the time coiling them up, and you couldn't wear tight clothes, which you, as a new runner, love to do. Hey, I'm doing all right, aren't I? I'm quite proud of myself. Julia. Yes, Will. I love our fans. Do you love Me our too. fans? Um, More than I, my own family. Well, there I've met your family. Um, actually, I haven't. I met your dog, and I like that dog. Um, yeah. I I want our fans to I want our fans to talk to us more, Julia. So do I. I, I want them to follow us on what would you rather the podcast on Instagram and at wwyr underscore pod on Twitter. On Twitter. I want them to email us at what would you rather pod at gmail.com i'd really and like people to email us some questions because this well is getting dry and i would really like some replenishment they can send us little pictures little drawings little clips of them singing anything they want and if they really like us and i think they do because they're nice people mm-hmm. um they can support our patreon <gasps> that would be wonderful that would be wonderful because um daddy needs a new pair of everything yeah uh, what is our Patreon, Julia? Or do you not know? I don't know. Please That's great, because I do. It's Patreon forward slash what would you rather? Easy. Easy. Uh, thanks. Thank you. Would you rather have all of your decisions made by a committee of comedians or by Magic 8-Ball? You can choose the committee. Um, is the committee... Does the committee uh, have to have a consensus or is there a percentage that carries it? I'll take a majority vote. Uh, literally 51 uh, counts as a majority? Yeah. Um, committee of comedians. Yeah. Thank you very much. And which comedians are you having? I'm going to give you six. Well, how, well, give, oh, actually, give sorry, a... seven. It's got to be seven. Go five. <laughs> but five doesn't seem that many. I would want more It's getting a glimpse back in again to the arguing. Just let's agree All and right, smile. Five, five. Let's five. get five. Which five comedians I'm going to have in my committee? Okay. Uh, Beep. (laughs) 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 Edit that out. Your terror on both of our faces. (laughs) Edit that out. (laughs) Oh, my God. Keep that for the Patreon. What sort of things does he want to do? <laughs> Just no matter what you say, the answer would come back from all five immediately. Yeah, fuck it, why not? Um, oh, God. Okay, so I, I can choose five comedians. Yeah. Oh, okay. And these are all areas of your life. This is every I think the problem decision. is, the, the problem with this is, it goes deep, is that... Um, if you're giving, this is all about like echo chambers and all that sort of stuff. I shouldn't be allowed to choose the comedians in my bubble because that's because everyone does. You should choose them yeah. for me because because I could then go. Oh, do you know what? I'm just going to choose like Dowdswell, Alfie, Joey. I'm just going to choose like the nicest people in the world to make these decisions. But this is your committee, so that's on you. If you want to be, if you want to say, okay, I need a perspective from every area of life. Yeah. Then you've got to choose those. I people. know, but then, but I'm basically you've, just. You've got to. Ha- you've got to have a Robbins in there. Why? Because he will just overthink. He'll he'll do the committee's <laughs> no, work. In no, his I own don't want heads. that. I'm gonna um uh and t- <laughs> tell you the answer via a Larkin poem. Do you know what? My problem my problem with the, with choosing is that I've lived with too many comedians. I know too many comedians. Uh, I've been doing comedy for 22 years. I don't really know many normal people anymore. I just know uh, comedians. I'd go Andrew Bird. I'd go John Richardson. I'd go Angela Barnes. Uh, this is what I do. This is exactly what I do. I would go for those three. Birdie, Barnes yeah. and Richardson. That is giving me 
and we're talking about five, that's always given me a majority. And then the other two, I'm throwing in to give me uh, some some wild cards. So I'm throwing in Craig Campbell's Twitter at the moment just to see the nonsense (laughs) of it. I'm throwing in uh, people I don't know. I'm throwing in uh, everyone and anyone. Yeah, so you can choose. I'll throw in you two. I'll throw in anyone and everyone. Can I I say no and put Craig Campbell's (laughs) Twitter back in? Because I always know, because I rely, because the advice from uh, Richardson, Barnes and Bird would, uh, would absolutely do me right. And then the other two, just for shits and giggles. Are you going to assign them areas, like socialising, any sort of decisions? You no, I that, picture or... them, I picture them like uh, the Greek gods on the top of Mount Olympus. And they're standing around, mm. uh, just having a look down uh, at me. I probably want a couple of, because they're all, I think all of them are actually vegans at the moment, actually. Um, Barnsley sometimes, but, but so I'd want a couple of proper meat eaters in there. But I'd have I'd have a proper look, uh, and they'd be looking down on me, and I'd I just let them. Yeah, I'm 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 old. I'm tired. I'm bored of making you know decisions. I'm just going to let them make all the decisions for me. Yeah, I think Dowdswell was a Dowdswell was a good choice, but he's a lunatic, secretly a lunatic. So he can be in there, but you know, or yeah, always tr- always trust the riches and the bird and the barns that. Is the way forward. John Richardson, Angela Barnes, Andrew Bird, James Dowdswell, Craig Campbell. <laughs> there you go. Bye. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Good luck to you. Good bonus question, Stents. Thanks. What? Ethical question, Mark Olver. Would you, if you were in prison, join an escape attempt from prison, but if you were caught, it would double your rest of your sentence? Or would you snitch to the guards to receive privileges and a comfy snitch. stay? Next question. Snitch. I absolutely... That, that is the last question. What a terrible end to the podcast. Bye, bye everyone. <laughs> I would I, 100% snitch. Totally. I was having this conversation the other day. Uh, I think I'd do really well in prison. I think I'd flourish. Um, because I think within about a week they'd call me the professor, but they don't really know that I've got no moral compass whatsoever. I've got no moral compass whatsoever when it comes time to self-preservation. So I would absolutely take anyone down if I could secretly get away with it for uh, for luxuries, and all of us would a hundred percent. I'm not. I'm not bothering. So you'd be playing the guards and the crew. Yeah, yeah, totally. I absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely. If, if if I'm getting a nice, comfortable, comfortable stay, absolutely take any of them down. Yeah, hundred percent. Not hesitant. Not even hesitating. I mean, you two look I, worried. That because <laughs> we've known each other for quite yep. a while, but we aren't like bosom friends. No, I know you and My I like you and I respect you, you. Yeah, but I tell you what, my opinion of you has changed massively in the last hour. You've answered diametrically opposite <laughs> on so many of these that I thought you would. And I can't, I can't have a go at you for that, Julia. Yeah. If, if we were in prison. Yeah. Um, I mean, that would be highly unlikely together. But go on. Yeah, good point. Um, if you worked in a prison. Sure. And uh, I was an inmate, and I uh, had to. It was between me and my comfort and safety, and you, and your job. Yeah. I would absolutely fucking take you down, mate. I would absolutely... <laughs> I would not yeah. even fucking hesitate. But you know what, Jules? I would expect you to do the same. I wouldn't expect you, and I wouldn't expect anyone else in that prison to to have my comfort and my safety above theirs. Absolutely. Dog eat dog, mate. But, Julia, I would absolutely fuck you up, mate. I would take you down. Oh, genuinely, I would lie about you. Uh, I would... Oh, it would be absolutely incredible. I'd like to think that we would have formed sort of a mutually beneficial situation, but um, you've gone straight for taking me down. Oh, yeah. Oh, I 100% would, because we absolutely would have a mutually beneficial situation. That would be absolutely fine for you to think that, but we wouldn't. Right. But you'd be playing me the whole time. Oh, I'd be playing you 
the whole time. We've I, I've been playing everyone the whole time. I like this. Me I mean, too. it's no one else. I, I should listen to this podcast. It's no one else ever this honest. Am I being a little bit too honest? No, but I tell you what I like is when you at the end you said and you all would as well. I tell you what you ask me that question, I go. I'll join it. I'll join the escape attempt. But I tell you what, throw me in prison and I will run to mummy and say, I think the bad boys in yeah. block D are being very naughty. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not very good. I think the problem with me is I'm not very good with rhetorical situations. And that's what this whole show is about. <laughs> I've made every single show, every single question, totally and utterly realistic to how I will feel in that situation. There's no messing around here. I am yeah. yeah, I am absolutely protecting myself. I'm amazed that you know yourself well enough to know what you would do in prison. So I worked in prisons for a little bit. I was a careers advisor and I worked with pr- people in prisons. And I once went on to... <laughs> which which one do for a job? Nothing. I mean, yeah, exactly. Great job. Well, yeah, but you know, they come, they come out eventually. Eventually. Some, some do, not all. But... Uh, I went into the wing of a prison once, and I and a prison that I'd been into quite a while, like once a week for a couple of months. And I opened the door and I went, "Oh, that feels a bit. Oh, it smells a bit, a little bit weird in here today. Oh, someone burnt some toast or something. Oh no, somebody in one of the cells just set fire to himself. Do you know what? If that's the sort of thing that can happen in a prison, uh, I will absolutely fuck anyone up. And do you know what? Going back to that question." Where you said to me, would I rather tell everyone my, about my sex life or listen to my mum and dad tell me about their sex life? If it meant that I could protect myself from physical harm or discomfort, I would tell my mum and dad everything. I would absolutely open up that disgusting Pandora's box if that meant that I was getting delivery into my prison cell. My mum and dad can go to fucking hell. I am not <laughs> having discomfort. I will tell them every single thing I've shoved up myself purely to try and get a little bit, a nice comfy chair, a snuggle chair in my prison cell. If you... um. Let's let, now. This is a rhetorical question. Let's say you were in prison, Mark. Okay, what do you think you're most likely to be in for? <laughs> that is a brilliant question. Probably some form of white collar fraud. Yeah, you're right. You can't do rhetorical because a fun answer would have been nice there, but just tax evasion. Thanks, Oliver. Uh, Great for coming but on. Do you know, well, no, but do you know what I think would happen? Is that I'd be one of those people who gets like. A two month stay in an open prison, something shit. Um, but but because of my slightly sociopathic nature, um, that two week stay. Because I'm not saying that I get away with all this stuff either. Like this is just how my brain would work. That someone would would find out that I'm up to all this stuff, and my sentence would just be extended and extended. Yeah. And people go, you know that ninety year old bloke? And you go, oh yeah, he was in for. Just, just dodgy tax evasion. Just, and he, yeah, but why isn't he literally forty years later? And you go, wow. And then it would just be a long list of things that I tried to do to protect myself. You're the Bronson of tax evasion. Absolutely. He set fire to a bloke when the career advisor was coming. <laughs> I um, do you know? Just on, on tax evasion, like you hear, particularly being self-employed, such terrible stories about what HMRC can do to you. So last January, I rang HMRC and said, look, listen, I fucked up my tax. You've got the return, but I'll pay it in April. And they were really nice about it. And then in March, when all this started, all my work went away. I went, yeah, look, I just can't pay my tax for a bit. And they were like, ah, don't worry. Just pay us when you can. Didn't put any charges on it. No interest. If you're in trouble with HMRC, you have really fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's a very good point, actually. My accountant... uh, I've been self-employed for quite a while. Uh, when I was looking for an accountant, because all those sorts of people intimidate me, mortgage brokers, accountants, anyone, just uh, just stuff I don't know absolutely freaks me out. Um, uh, there was a thing in Bristol, uh, like a guide for musicians, self-employed people, and on the list was accountants. And there was an accountant company, who are my accountants now, because uh, they are also the accountants for the Goldie-looking chain. And I thought to yes. myself... Do you know what? If I have the same accountants as the Goldie looking chain, I know I'm never going to be their worst client. 
Like that was always <laughs> my mind. My mindset was, I can do anything, and I know that Maggot is not going to be as organised as me. That was always the hope. This is your bit, Mark. Oh, Are you ready? oh yeah, yeah. Yes. You got a question for us? No, yeah. Go on then. No, do it properly, and then and then, so so what what's it, what what's this? It's, That's so, as proper as it gets. Okay, this is the final part was of the episode. Okay, where Mark, yes. you get to ask us a question. Yes, and do you want it now? Now, ideally, please. Yes. Okay, uh, my question uh, for the two of you. Oh, this is tricky. What I tell you, what you two coming up with these questions know, is really good. <laughs> and I should have thought about this when I got your email saying, think about it. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> would you rather, Julia... Also, I'm trying to think of a question that covers both of you. Okay. Um, oh, and I wanted to make it funny. But no, I'm not going to make it funny. I'm just going to go for you it. You just ask one of us if you want to. No, no. I'm going to okay. go for it. Okay. Um, I w- would you rather everyone think you were... A brilliant stand. All of your peers to think you are a brilliant stand-up comedian, but you're skint. Or everyone to think you're shit, but you've got money. So your peers have got no respect for you. How skint are we talking? Um, as skint. Can I pay my bills? Uh, no, you've had to move back in with your mum and dad. Do you know what? I've learned something from Mark Oliver. I know the answer I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is now. This is interesting because I want to know what you think you're meant to say. And I and I'll tell you this in a non-arrogant way. I I think I am a reasonably well-respected comedian, and I have been poor, and it is horrible, right? So I'll tell you what. Fuck it. I'll be <laughs> Lee Nelson. <laughs> Which one did you think? I think you should say. No, no, I don't. Not you. I think the correct answer. If I was on, if I was on ComCom Pod, the answer should be, I'd rather be the Parisian comedian living on handouts and fish heads, but have my art remaining. But fuck it. I want. I want a Lamborghini, and I want to say, got off the bus at the end of every joke, and be. I want to be Mrs. Brown's boy. Stenton? <laughs> I, you had me. I was all for the art until you said move back in with my parents. And then I was on the Lamborghini train. Yeah, no, I couldn't. I'll take the gold. Yeah, the correct answer is uh, is the money and no respect. The, the correct answer Great. is absolutely the money and, and no respect. A hundred, a hundred percent. <laughs> Um, I could go deep. I could go deep into this because when you look at some of those, look at how many of the like mainstreamy light entertainment style people now started their careers 20, 30 years ago as the weirdos. Lily Savage, yeah. Noel Fielding, Matt Lucas, Harry Hill. Uh, yeah, they were all avant-garde. They were all odd. They were all like... And yet, they all went, oh, I really like doing this, but now I want the stuff that pays. And so now they're, now they're Bake Off and now they're game shows. And now... Paul O'Grady's got his own dog food range. And yet Paul O'Grady really? as Lily Savage used to do, you know, some of the most ridiculously weird, absurd, controversial stuff in the 80, late 80s, early 90s, you absolutely, as a comic, the thing you should do is just try and keep working and just try and keep doing it. And that's why no dignity right. whatsoever. Take the money, people. Take the money. Buy yourself a house. Uh, sort it out. A few years ago, I uh, did the tour support for Gary Delaney for like two or three tours it was really lovely and he was saying to me once driving back from like cornwall to manchester and he said do you know what the problem with your generations of comedians is will and i said oh, God, here we go he said you're all afraid to make money keep working just keep working so you were so you were both right to absolute and now i take my mask off and reveal that i am Stuart lee and i <laughs> Stuart lee who will hodgson always used to describe as uh yeah the millionaire underdog <laughs> you know would you be the face though of 
one catchphrase. You have one catchphrase. That's what you're known for. You walk down the street, you get that one catchphrase after you, day after day after day after day. But you've got a house and a car. And you're like comfortable but not extravagant. You're not like Gervais rich. You're just like comfortable. Could you could you bear that? I tattoo that catchphrase onto my forehead, mate. <laughs> absolutely. Am I getting rid of a mortgage? Ab- uh, just genuinely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, me and Ewan's have this argument a lot because he... Uh, he would never do adverts. He would never do anything like that if anything came to him. And and I wouldn't advertise. I wouldn't. I don't think I'd advertise booze because I don't drink. I wouldn't advertise fags because I don't smoke. I wouldn't advert. I wouldn't do a corporate for arms traders. I wouldn't get involved with uh, the racists and you know the the Tim Martins from Weatherspoons and all that sort of stuff. But uh, I would. I would advertise any old shit if. Uh, if I got paid to do it, yeah. I'd, I'd do anything. I I would do anything and go anywhere for the money. Yeah, absolutely. I think there is there is a cheque with a number on it that you could give me where I would walk onto a camera and go, Hi, I'm Will Duggan, and if you're like me, you can't wait for the Fourth Reich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree. And 20 quid. <laughs> I wonder whether that just happens when you get a bit older. I wonder whether, you know, as and actually idealism should be the young should be idealistic. Let them let them do all that sort of stuff, but you know, yeah. when you get oh, oh yeah. I mean, I've tried to be a good comedian and I'm all right, but you know, I'm much I'm much better at earning money than I am at making good Edinburgh shows. I think you're doing, yourself a, you're, doing, you're doing yourself a disservice there because and not to crawl up your ass. I have. So I went to watch Mark do stand up at the beginning of 2020, uh, a warm up, sorry, for last leg. So bear in mind, it's live TV and he's got a very prescribed amount of time. There are 200 people in the audience who have come and not to see Mark. Let him eating it out of his hand in about 90 seconds. You're, you're a very good comedian, Mark. Let's yeah, not know, downplay it, how good you are. Yeah, but it pays really well, that stuff. <laughs> I was I was on your side. I was saying how good you were. <laughs> yeah, but I but I've learned how to do the stuff that pays well. I've got no like, but other stuff you know probably pays. I don't know. I, I'm a working class boy. I think this is often the thing about class and comedy. I am a working class boy, uh, brought up working class by working class parents. Went to a, a standard comprehensive, um, and for me, being able to be offered money to do this nonsense i'm just like absolutely cover me in it cover me in it point me in the right direction so i can talk nonsense and get paid absolutely lovely thank you very much anything you want to plug for march no i don't think so i still do who said that the uh panel show probably Uh, i must get both if you want it actually that'll be nice I've had lots of comics and I've had lots of the local comics and I've had knee reviews. So yeah, we'll, we'll sort that apart from that. No, nothing. Social media, nothing. You're just happy as you are. Yeah. All right. Bye. (laughs) Bye everyone. Bye. Bye Jules. Bye Wills. What would you rather is hosted by Julia Stenton and Will Duggan. Music was composed by Holly Buhaya and artwork by Hannah Stiles, whose information is in the show notes. Send us your What Would You Rathers to whatwouldyourather at gmail.com. And don't forget to like and subscribe. What Would You Rather? So uh, this is the section where the Zoom chat went for a little bit. And uh, Will told me not to cancel this recording. So although we're no longer in Zoom, I thought it might be fun just to keep chatting. So... I'm waiting now uh, for it to come back. I'm thoroughly enjoying the experience so far. Um, I'd like to know where Julia got her jumper. It's very comfortable. Um, I'd like to know what is on the fridge behind Will. Lots of paperwork. I'd like to know what, what flavour Will is uh, vaping at the moment. Uh, that's quite exciting. Yes, I'm just here waiting for a new Zoom link. Um, maybe Will and Julia are currently debating whether they should restart the entire show so they get rid of the mark over arousal alarm uh that would be quite exciting uh maybe they're having a big discussion 
about getting in uh, other West Country comedians, replacing me. Uh, oh, sorry, over. Uh, yeah, something went wrong. We couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> Bye. Or uh, Will is just trying to work out how uh, he can link in his proper Zoom account. Oh, Julia has sent me uh, a Would You Rather record Zoom link uh, from uh, the very own uh, Would You Rather pod uh, Gmail account, which is quite exciting. So here we go. I'm opening this and uh, going in to join the video. And then when I join the video, I'm going to pretend that this bit never happened. All the motherfuckers. Oh, they look like snakeskin. No, they're leather. We're like William Morris oh, on them. But they look, look decent. He's back. Hello. Right, Hi. we'll go from question... <laughs> we'll go from question one. Hi. Okay. Hi. Hi. Hi, okay. though. What's our... 